Lance Lynn is out for possibly two months. The great Zach Collins experiment is finally over, and the Sox are set to square off against Detroit on Friday. Baseball is almost back. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. Uh, We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Sox. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Just search Locked On White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Morawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording just blocks from the ballpark in Bridgeport. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. I really appreciate uh, you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Uh, Locked on White Sox is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, uh, your team every day. Um, I am consuming uh, so much Sox content and I cannot wait Uh, for opening day and uh, the home opener just around the corner. And I want to pass along my passion to you. Um, You know, we're going to be talking about the upcoming regular season schedule and some thoughts on the roster, Uh, the Zach Collins trade, of course. Uh, uh, But first, let's get into the state of the Sox uh, and let's start talking about pitching. Um, Spring training, Folks, is in the books. Um, Got a few days off here before opening day in Detroit at 12 p.m. Central. Um, You know, this is the time of year that I'm I'm tracking the weather, especially when the Sox go out of town. And for uh, for opening day on Friday, looking 49 degrees with rain in Detroit, uh, Saturday and Sunday do look dry. Hopefully that forecast uh, changes. Uh, spring training in the books, as we mentioned, Sox finished nine and 10. Uh, Giolito has been named the opening day starter. Uh, Johnny Cueto signed to a minor league deal. We'll talk a little bit about that in just a moment. Uh, the big news, though, is Lance Lynn, the big man, 6'5", 270, has a, a slight tear in a tendon uh, by his knee. Sox estimate uh, he will be back throwing off a mound and maybe four weeks, and then we'll need to build up. So we're thinking maybe about eight weeks until we see him, perhaps mid-May. Lance is getting a procedure done in Chicago this week. Um, This is a big deal. This is a huge deal. And um, for me, pitching is something that carried the 2021 White Sox. Pitching was going to be a a definite highlight uh, on this stack team. And for Lynn to go down, um, you know, we're going to talk where those innings are going to come from. But uh, let's go a little bit back to 2021. Uh, Lynn, who's who's 34, you know, was traded to the Sox prior to the 2021 season. Um, and he recorded an 11-6 record with 2.69 ERA last year, and it earned him his second All-Star nod. Uh, he started 28 games for the Sox, uh, threw 157 innings, had 176 strikeouts 
to only 45 walks. Now, of those 28 games uh, that he started, uh, there were 13 quality starts. Uh, just to put things in perspective, the high watermark in the American League was 23 quality starts, and that was from a guy named Robbie Ray, who just happened to be a free agent this past offseason. Uh, more on him maybe in a little bit. Uh, Lance Lynn did spend some time on the IL last season uh, due to right knee inflammation, uh, the same knee uh, that he is having a procedure done on. Um, you know, you can kind of take this with a grain of salt, I guess. Um, but uh, about a month ago, when, when spring training was starting, maybe three and a half weeks ago or so, a lot of talk on Giolito coming into camp, uh, added a bunch of muscle and um, you know, everybody feels, you know, it's they're, they're in their greatest shape at the beginning of spring training. And you get to a sense of, you know, what people have been up to perhaps in the offseason. And um, some questions were asked to Lance Lynn about conditioning. And, you know, he's a he's a big frame guy. He's a big dude. Um, and he said he's never been a fan of conditioning. Uh, he doesn't see any need to get into perfect shape beyond his live throwing every week. Um, you know, he even said, you know, I'm not a, this is a quote. Uh, no, I'm not big on conditioning ever. Uh, he said, do you have to run across home plate to get anybody out? Once we start doing that, I'm done. Uh, and that was, you know, tongue in cheek, but I think there's some truth and comedy there uh, with Lynn. You know, he truly, um, he might not be a conditioning guy. And it, it's just like, you know, a, a fan of this team for so long, uh, that has followed um, the pitching woes of the Chicago White Sox. And to finally have a, a rotation here in 2021, maybe maybe not perfect. I'm sorry, in 2022, maybe not perfect, um, but a rotation that is going to be tops in the American League. And when you hear a guy like Lance Lynn talk about, you know, his, his lack of conditioning, I mean, it just, you know, it kind of gets the gears going a little bit. I mean, who am I to say, how he should or should not be doing things. But when you have now this knee problem that, it, you know, comes up this right knee for the second time, um, it you start getting concerned. You know, how are you taking care of yourself? And uh, the Sox pitching, I mean, they carried uh, this team for a majority of the season. We had so many offensive problems and guys going down, uh, guys that we thought we were going to get a lot of firepower from. And the pitching stepped up, um, you know, in terms of just starting pitching and overall production, the White Sox were number one in all of the American League uh, in 2021 and ranked fourth in all of baseball. Um, so that just, you know, puts it in perspective of, you know, how uh, this pitching not only uh, did we feel like it just it just felt like this pitching was carrying us, but the numbers back it up. Um, the next AL Central team. Uh, behind the Sox was the Tigers, and they came in seventh. And you know, we're going to talk a little Tigers uh, in the next few episodes. Um, the Sox as a team, starting pitching-wise, had a 3.57 ERA, 944 strikeouts. That was uh, a league leader in four complete games. Um, you know, it's a, it, it's a big deal. Um, we, you know, we talk about... The, the fact that the Sox could have went out uh, in the offseason 
they they could have signed some pitchers. We we discussed Robbie Ray uh, at the beginning of this episode. He led the league in quality starts. Robbie Ray was in the budget, I think, of the White Sox, a lefty that we could have definitely used. Um, you know, you, you're looking at some guys that um, haven't thrown a ton of innings at the big league level in a starting role, namely Kopech, uh, Lopez, Velasquez, that they're going to ask to to help step up uh, some of these needs. So, you know, we're going to talk uh, where those innings might come from. Uh, and with Lance Lynn on the shelf, they're going to have to come somewhere because the first two months, uh, we just need some warm bodies to throw innings and hopefully our offense uh, can carry us. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. Uh, Lockdown MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so you are only strongest as your weakest link. Um, not that Lopez uh, is necessarily our, the, the weakest link, but I think you get the idea. Uh, with Lynn's sideline, we might be seeing a lot of Lopez and Valesquez until at least uh, mid-May. Um, talking Ronaldo Lopez now, uh, he's 28 years old and you know, he was impressive last year. And, I, and I'm shocked that I'm saying that because for years when he came over, um, you know, in, a, after the rebuild and, you know, we got him from the Nationals and, you know, he he was throwing pretty quickly uh, for the White Sox. You just didn't you didn't feel like he was going to go really anywhere. I, I, I'm shocked that he's still around. Honestly, he has. He has some pop on his fastball. It seemed like he has the tools. Um, you know, he would get himself into some jams, give up the long ball. Um, he's a straight, straight fastball. Uh, could not really figure out how to how to mix things up, keep guys off balance. But last year, some things changed, and it was really some eye surgery and corrective lenses. Uh, Scott Merkin had an article uh, on the White Sox website, and. Here's a quote from Lopez talking about his eye issues. Um, sometimes he, meaning Grandel, called a slider, and I was seeing fastball. Or sometimes Grandel called fastball, and I was throwing sliders. That was when I started feeling more afraid and hesitating more because I didn't want to hurt anybody. But then after surgery, the improvement was noticeable. I was feeling way better, and I wasn't having that problem. That was a big step forward. Um, yeah, it's important to see and to see clearly and have confidence in your vision uh, when doing anything from preparing breakfast to opening up the mail. And as a big league pitcher, um, you're not seeing the signs correctly. Yeah, there needs to be some changes. Uh, and we saw some changes out of Lopez last year. Uh, he was four and four with a three, four, three uh, ERA, uh, gave you 20 games, nine games started. 57 innings with 55 strikeouts and only 13 walks. It was primarily uh, out of the pen last year. But with Lance Lynn's injury, uh, I think you're going to see him with some spot starts. Um, the Sox are going to go uh, Lucas Giolito uh, with your opener. 
Um, not a surprise. It, it might have been between Lynn and Giolito. Obviously, after the uh, Lynn injury, we're going to go with Lucas Giolito on Friday against Detroit. Uh, looks like uh, LaRusse is going to send Cease out for game two and Kopech uh, game three. So you got Gio, Cease, Kopech, and then Lopez, maybe uh, Velasquez for the home opener. We don't know. And then uh, Keuchel uh, bringing it up uh, in the back there. Um, so why are the sacks weak in the pitching department? Uh, mentioned it. A few minutes ago, if you followed this team, uh, even for the last, you know, five, six, seven years, or if you're a lifelong, you know, 40, 50, 60 year old fan, uh, you've watched what this organization has done in the realm of acquiring pitching and what they do with homegrown talent or talent. And in terms of resigning. Um, homegrown talent. Uh, I mean, we, nobody in this starting rotation is a homegrown talent in terms of starting pitchers. Um, you know, extensions are few and far between, especially when it's a young pitcher. Uh, this goes back to, you know, early nineties and, and up until this point, it'll be really interesting to see what happens with Giolito and cease, uh, the Sox organization. They just don't spend money on pitching premium Pitching guys that are at their height uh, when they hit free agency. Uh, of course, you know, the Sacks threw some money at Keuchel a couple of years ago. Uh, I don't think that was their number one or maybe even number two uh, option. We were getting Keuchel in the back nine of his career. Um, you know, they failed to give a qualifying offer to Rodan. He signs with uh, San Francisco, failed to go after uh, starting pitching in free agency, namely, you know, Robbie Ray. Uh, they just, you know, the organization, for whatever reason, um, they, they just don't want to dedicate a, a lot of money to arms. And it's done through trade. You know, it's, it's you know, it's trying to get creative in different situations. Um, and that's where we're at right now with this Lynn injury. Um, very confident with Giolito and Cease. And I'm excited for Kopech. I'm really excited what this guy can do. You think about, you know, he came over to the Sox organization uh, with Mankata uh, in that sale deal in the fall of 2016. Here we are, 2022. And some might say we, we really don't know what we've got in Kopech. Six years later, we really don't know. Now, we saw some, some flashes last year out of the bullpen. He was electric at times. Uh, but we know that he wants to be you know, a starting pitcher. And he's going to get that opportunity. Um, you know, I'm hearing some numbers about innings limits and, and what he could do or not do and how they're going to manage it. Um, you know, but I, I'm a guy that, you know, I, I – appreciate the the ball goes far the team goes far and with a healthy Mancata, robert jimenez abreu anderson grandal yeah there's going to be a lot of offensive power but i'd rather bank on consistent pitching uh, than consistent offense so pitching 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 and when you don't have enough go get some more uh the Sox did uh they went after johnny cueto uh, which is a classic bargain bin move by the by the Sox. He's 35 years old, and you know he's going to gobble up some innings. We'll see. Um, 
in 2021, he was with San Francisco. He logged 114 innings in 22 games uh, with a 408 ERA. Uh, there's a reason why he hasn't been signed yet uh, this offseason. Uh, we'll, we'll see what he can do. You know, hopefully it's just getting this team through the next few months um, until Lynn can come back strong. And we hope he does come back strong. Um, you know, spring training has, has wrapped up and, I, you know, people look at spring training in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, guys are getting in work. Um, you know, there's different battles being won, you know, you know, roster spots, uh, you know, management organization, looking at um, utility guys, uh, bullpen arms. And you know, I'm looking at Keuchel and I'm trying not to read too much into it, but, you know, he hasn't had a very good spring uh, at all. His spring training career numbers for what it's worth in, in 35 games, maybe a little over 127 innings and around a four ERA. Um, in three games this spring, he had a seven nine four ERA, and one of the you know one of the rougher outings uh, was against Oakland uh, last week. Uh, four and two thirds innings, eleven hits, seven earned runs, and gave up two home runs. Now, you know, folks are calling for Keuchel to have a bounce back year, and I don't know if it's like simply trying to will it into existence. Uh, I would love for that to happen. I mean, how great would that be to be able to rely on Keuchel? Uh, he's a soft toss and lefty. He's a ground ball pitcher. He's not going to strike a lot of guys out. Um, he just falls into that big inning trap. Uh, and if he misses his spots and he puts some guys on, you know, and he grooves one over, um, it's it's batting practice. And you got guys that'll take it into the gap, down the line, and it'll be a hit parade. I've sat through too many of those games um, to think otherwise. Um, now, I, I hope he's healthy. I hope he's feeling good because if he's going to have a bounce back here, he's got to be healthy. Uh, keeping hitters off balance. You know, maybe he's you know found some some new pitches this offseason. Um, yeah, I, hey, I'm hopeful. I want to be optimistic. But, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to get from Keuchel. Uh, he's going to be, he's going to be a guy that if he has a couple rough starts, uh, White Sox Twitter is going to explode. Fans are going to be calling for him to be released and for the organization to make a move. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll keep eyes on pitching. I'm sure we'll be talking more about it, uh, leading up to opening day and well into the season. Um, want to talk about the end of the Zach Collins era, uh, and maybe, a little bit more about the upcoming schedule. I'm going to do that in just a moment. Hey, it's about that time of year that most people have pretty much given up on all New Year's resolutions, uh, but not me. You know, I'm sticking to my resolution, uh, which is to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. Uh, it almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I'm actually enjoying them. Uh, have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Uh, puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included 100% real chocolate. Low-calorie, 
high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to built.com. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at Built.com. Zach Collins was traded, folks, uh, for Reese McGuire. Uh, That is Zach Collins going to the Toronto Blue Jays uh, for basically the equivalent of Zach Collins. Toronto Blue Jays sending us uh, their backup catcher. And the era is finally over. And I I know it comes as relief for a lot of Sox fans. Uh, Zach Collins was drafted by the Sox in the first round in 2016 a 10th overall. Uh, He debuted in 2019. In three seasons, he played in 114 games. He hit 195, slugged 330, and hit seven home runs. That's in three uh, seasons. Uh, His defense was as porous as his looping swing. Uh, You know, we were just promised so much more, and it just didn't, you know, it just didn't work out. He maybe can, you know, find some new life in in Toronto, and we'll see what we get with Reese McGuire. Um, you know, the Sox uh, seem to be really high on Shufo as well, and you know, I wonder what's going to happen with Zavala. I- I'm sure there's going to be some roster decisions uh, happening soon, but uh, it's really, you know, it's a shame with Zach Collins. Um, you know, he was supposed to be a big bat, a big lefty bat. And, and we knew his, his catching was a work in progress. And I, and I think the Sox knew that. And he was put in different positions, first base, some DH. Um, but there just was a lack of trust there with him and his defense, especially you saw it last year. It almost looked like pitchers uh, were really worried to throw anything uh, off speed or in the dirt to Zach Collins. And... Again, if his power wasn't going to be there, if he wasn't going to have the offensive surge, well, we don't need him for his defense. So it looks like Toronto is going to give him an opportunity. And, uh, you know, again, we'll we'll see how this backup catcher battle um, unfolds for the Chicago White Sox. It was something that uh, I was hoping, and I know a lot of other folks uh, were hoping that the Sox addressed in the offseason and um, shipping Collins away for Reese uh, McGuire is is the result of it. Um, so opening day is Friday, and uh, got three in Detroit to start things off before an off day. Thirteen of the first twenty one games are against AL Central teams. Um, it's an opportunity to make up some ground. Uh, you've got Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Los Angeles Angels are the other opponents in April. 
the AL Central is going to be it's going to be more difficult. It's going to be a challenge. You know, the Sacks won the division by 13 games last year. I don't quite see that happening. I think it's going to be closer. And for a lot of folks, uh, they're happy with that. I think they they want they want a bit of a challenge for the Sacks going into the postseason. And you know, you've seen what Detroit has done in Minnesota, but I think Detroit especially. Uh, it'll be an interesting series. Uh, these games count as much uh, as they do in September. It, it's a it's a bummer not to have Tim Anderson the first two games. Um, but, you know, 13 of 21 against the AL Central. It's one of the only uh, months, I think there are two months throughout this season where we play uh, all of the other AL Central teams. And April just happens to be one of those months. So, you know, try to make up some ground uh, immediately. Um, you know, get a jump on things in April. And, you know, it's the Midwest. Uh, the, the weather isn't going to be very good. So if you can steal some games, because, you know, everybody's going to be rocking and rolling in June and July and August when the weather's nice. Um, and that's where the pitching, man, that's where the pitching comes into play in my mind uh, in April and some of these cold, dreary months. Um, want you to please follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Socks. You can follow me at Nick underscore GG uh, TB. Uh, really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Uh, we want to thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Lockdown MLB with Paul Francis Sullivan. Uh, you could call him Sully. He brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get uh, your podcasts. Uh, Coming up on tomorrow's episode, uh, I'll wrap up the spring and and look at some of the roster decisions and maybe even start making some predictions as we kind of get into opening day on Friday. You're not going to want to miss out on some of that. Uh, I am Nick Murawski. I am so happy to be with you talking socks on a daily basis. Thank you for making Lockdown White Socks your first listen each and every day. Until next time, go socks.